Well, buongiorno, buenos dias, willkommen, and how do you do? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, the Inside Out Effect podcast, episode 11, and today we will be covering PTSD, and for those of you that don't actually know what PTSD stands for, it's post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, I'm your host today, Stephen Jakes, uh, taking over from Jonathan Shaw from the last episode, and I uh, am from the I'm a therapist and also my website, healingthemind.co.uk, and I help people with their emotional and uh, their mental health issues. But alongside me today, uh, as usual, I've got the encyclopedic and the Reader's Digest of Therapy, the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the lovely that, Jonathan. Does that mean my head's full of nonsense? Is that, <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> but he's uh, obviously he's the author of the book "Decoding the uh, Decoding Pain: The Emotional Blueprint to Healing Chronic Pain." That is true. I am the author of that book. Yes, I am. Yes, and, and I said it right. You did say it's it right. Taken eleven episodes. What do you want a badge? I yes. Mean, what are you looking for? Like, a medal? I don't know. I don't I'll, know. I'll, how about a free book from a free book? <laughs> well, no, it wasn't worth that much. Um, yeah. I'll buy a free cookie later or something. Great. <laughs> okay. So, like, so anyway, we uh, we would hopefully um, we're now been getting quite a big following on on our uh, on our on our podcast. So, if you are listening, please like. Uh, please share and please subscribe uh, to our channel on YouTube. And also, uh, we're pleased to announce that we're now available to listen to on iTunes and on Stitcher, the pl- uh, podcast platforms. And also as well, you can now go to our website, inside-outeffects.co.uk, where we've got a specific page where we put all of our podcasts and you can listen to them live off of our website, yes. um, which is, uh, which is uh, a new addition to the website. So well done, Jonathan. And also, and also, don't forget, we also have a Facebook page, which you can get to through the website, uh, or you can go uh, facebook.com at Inside Out Effects. Yes, at Inside Out Effects. Yeah. Effect. um, and we're going to be posting all the latest podcasts on there and all the videos that we now start doing yeah. and all the latest updates of places we're going, events we're holding. So all that information will be on our Facebook page. From yeah, there. and also as well, we'll be putting specific posts to get you thinking, to get you to rethink the way you possibly look at your problems or your issues. Uh, and also we'll be sharing uh, different ways, <coughs> or new ways, I should say, not different ways, but a new way of looking at your problem and how to resolve them. So if yes. you do have a specific problem or you're stuck, then there's a, there's a central point now where you can actually contact us within the community and other people will be able to benefit from the comments that we write as well, which is already happening. Yeah, and please come on and ask questions about specific problems and we can do further podcasts or little brief videos explaining if you have questions, specific questions, you want to contact us, but post in the Facebook group and we'll do our best to help as much as possible, uh, the Facebook page, sorry, help as much as possible to anyone suffering with any uh, mental health problem out emotional there, problem, emotional or anything, or like, anything that. like that, uh, to help get back to, to being who you are again so you can to live your lives. Yeah, great. So, as I said, today's podcast is covering the topic of PTSD, uh, but before we do, we like to have a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a flip-flab and a chit-chat, um, and before we reveal the information related to PTSD, but firstly, welcome back, or hello, Jonathan, I say welcome back because you're always here, so I don't say welcome back, but uh, how you been, mate, and uh, what's been up, because it's been two weeks since we've done the last podcast. It's been two weeks? Two weeks, because yes, we've obviously had stuff going on, been really busy yeah, and stuff. because you had a little boy, didn't you? I have a little boy, yeah, was I'll talk good? about that in a bit, that but yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was lovely. It was lovely, yeah. Yeah, lovely, yeah, but how you been, I hear you've, uh, I know you've been really busy with stuff, and I know that we've, behind the scenes, you've been doing a lot of work with the uh, the website, and uh, just all the stuff that currently, we, all the collateral that we're currently putting together, and you're doing a lot of work behind the scenes about 
that. But outside of that, what's what's been going on with you for the last yes. few weeks? Yeah, I've been busy putting the website together and, and getting everything on, on iTunes and Stitcher and things. So that's been really good for both of us. Um, and uh, while you've been relaxing with your son and just doing nothing, just... <laughs> <laughs> relaxing, uh, just relaxing. Yeah, it's relaxing. Really no. operative work. Yeah, just chilling yeah. out, and relaxing. No, he's 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 no, he's, he does a lot of hard work as well, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> just bless him. Um, and uh, he just recently did the video on there. So if you if you haven't seen the video of the when we launched our our official website from the exhibition we did, go on and check that video out because Steve did that video, absolutely brilliant. And and he edits and everything, all the podcast and everything. Um, but no, I've been busy doing that. But I've also been working with lots of people, um, treating people, and I had a lovely. Well, I, want to, I want to tell two stories. One is a very exciting story, and the other one is a story of of sometimes how we can't help people and the reason why we can't help people. Um, so the first story is a great story. It's a, a lovely young girl came to me. She's 19 years old. She's been suffering from anxiety and depression yeah. uh, and chronic pain, and the chronic pain has been diagnosed different things several times over, and they finally settled on a diagnosis of fibromyalgia. But, you know. yeah. um, but she's been to three different counsellors uh, over the years, and just suffers anxiety everywhere, basically. No matter where she is, whether she's at home, whether she's out and about, whether she's at university, she suffers anxiety. Yeah. And um, I, she found me through her, her dad. And in the first session, we did the first session, she was very, very sceptical. She'd been to lots of things, you know, she didn't really understand how we could do what we're doing. But she wanted to get better, which is the key. You do have to want to get better. Yes, that's the key. And she did want to get better. And um, we, we did the first session. But one of the things that happened in the first session was... Obviously, when we do this, well, not obviously, but when we do this, we get people to close their eyes because when you close your eyes, you are more focused on your unconscious mind. You're not distracted. Yeah, well, the conscious, you're shutting the conscious element off. That's right, yes. You're shutting it off because a lot of things around us, they distract us. We're like, we're like magpies. We, we look at shiny things or you know, yeah. we're constantly looking at things. Yeah. So to, to focus, we need to shut our eyes. But that was actually a trigger for this, this, this young girl. Shutting her eyes triggered her. So it must have put you so in there. It, in there. <laughs> so, so it made her, made her anxious doing that. Yeah. It made her panicky. So the first thing I had to do was switch off the closing of the eyes. Now this actually affected her because it stopped her sleeping. Because if you can't close your eyes, you can't go to sleep. Mm. So we switched that off and that switched off really quickly in about five minutes. And then she could close her eyes. And she found this absolutely incredible that she could now close her eyes and not have any negative response to closing her eyes. Anyway, we, we finished the session, we did an hour with her, and we cleared a few things out of the system. And I saw her literally this week, so a week later, asked her how she'd been. She said she's been much happier. She said her anxiety's reduced right down. Yeah. Um, she said she can close her eyes and sleep, so her sleep's better. Uh, loads of improved, but what's also very cool is the pain has decreased by 20%, and we didn't even cover the pain. We didn't even go into the pain. We just started clearing the anxiety and the pain naturally reduced on its own. So she had loads of massive improvements in the space of a week, uh, whereas before she was doing all these other things, they just weren't working for her, but she had a massive improvement in a week, and she can hardly believe the results that she's got. In fact, she can't believe the results that she got, but yeah. she has got the results. Yeah. Um, and that's often what we get with people. Even when it happens, they still can't believe it's happened, but it has happened. So it's like an I, I undeniable... Know proof but they, it's the human mind still can't comprehend it that's why we sometimes find it difficult to explain we can switch it off because the human mind cannot comprehend it in fact one of my friends she was actually i switched off her phobia so one of my friends uh she was um going doing a walk over the o2 uh, with her daughter for her birthday and she had a fear of heights and and this is kind of a uh it could be a PTSD thing because she had a traumatic event with heights. Yeah. Uh, happened when she was young. She had several events happen. And this is kind of related to PTSD. It's a small PTSD type problem. Uh, and often phobias do come out of traumatic memories. 
And that's basically what happened. But she wanted to do this walk for her daughter, because her daughter wanted to do it. So I, I spent an hour one morning, uh, just at the weekend, just switching off these past memories and any other belief system she had around it. And she went over the O2, absolutely fine, no problems. And in fact, she got halfway up the O2, was looking out, and her friend behind her was gripping the handles, scared. And my friend went, oh my God, she just realised that she wasn't doing that. Yeah. She realised that she was not having that reaction, whereas before that would have been her. Yeah. And she didn't clock it till she was halfway up the O2, go looking out of the view. Mm. But what was happening was she was then at work the next day explaining to her colleagues what had happened, and one of her colleagues had a height phobia. And um, everyone around her, most people went, oh, that's amazing, that's fantastic that you was able to do that. But this other person went, no, I don't believe that's possible. And my friend went, well, but I just did it. And she went, no, it's not possible. So or even though someone was saying to her, this other lady that that she'd actually had her phobia switched off. This other person was denying it was possible. And that's what the brain does. It's completely logical because my friend wasn't lying. She walked over the ocean. Yeah, so somebody who doesn't know you, doesn't know the process, doesn't know anything, doesn't know the outcome, well, is no, actually she, now she, saying... That but she knows my friend. She, yeah. you know, they work together. Yeah. And she was categorically saying my phobia went, the fear yeah. went. And this lady was still arguing that it was possible. And it's not that the brain... It's not that she doesn't believe it's possible... It's partly because if it's possible in one person, then why can't she do it? So the unconscious block is that she has to deny it. So unconsciously, that's why she goes on, partly. We have to deny things because if one person's done it, but we don't know how to, uh, we don't often think, well, to find out how to, we just go, oh, no, it's not possible. Mm. Or we want to keep it for a reason because we feel shamed and guilty of something yeah. and we don't think we deserve to get rid of it. And that can often then make us deny the possibility of something. Because if you're actually in your right mind, you would never, you would never actually, if someone says, I got rid of this and you got it, you would never, you wouldn't go, oh, it's not possible. Well, you'd, ask, not, you, you'd ask, how did I you said, do that? I said to this you guy. You would ask that person, how to, did you do it? I said to a guy last night, I said, when I do my little preamble before I work with someone, there's a guy here last night. And I said to him, I said, the, the thing is, he said, you don't have a problem. Find the solution to the problem to solve it and go, well, I know what the problem is, and I know what the solution is, but I'm going to keep the problem. You just yes. don't do that. No. You just don't. No. You, no. Don't. <laughs> you, 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 you don't have a leak in your in is your it? bathroom, yeah. and then call the plumber, no. and the plumber goes, I know what to do, <laughs> and then you go, it's all right, I quite like the leak. Was it Was it there Lee Evans said, wasn't it? He said, what? you don't look for your keys, find your keys, and then and keep, keep on looking, looking for, for them. them. No, you don't do that, do you? That's right. Uh, and you get a lot of people, they, they, do, yeah. they do seem to follow that process, and yes. it is kind of funny. And I'll give an example from a, a guy that I treated... Um, now this guy, I, I think I mentioned before, he had really pan bad panic attacks. He went on his honeymoon, had a panic attack, came back, had anxiety, yes. couldn't sleep. Yes. Anyway, he's now absolutely fine with all of that. But at the time, he was very suicidal. He was like he wanted to throw himself off a bridge. He yeah. didn't do it. We got him out of it. But he he after one of his treatments, because we're now dealing with some past stuff. That whole thing's healed, but we now need to go back to past and deal with some other stuff. And he's not depressed anymore. And as he's walking out of his last session with me, he said, I heard in the newspaper or the radio wherever that someone local to him, a young kid, had committed suicide. And he, he heard himself go, oh, my God, that's such a shame because that can be solved. Yes. And he thought in that moment, he remembered that when he had the depression, it was like no one could ever help him. Yeah. No one was ever going to solve the problem. No one could ever help exactly him. Exactly where I was. Yep. And it's how it feels. But when he was out of it, he heard about someone passing because of that. And when that's such a shame it can be solved. Yeah. So the thing is that he now he was out of it, he can see that it can be solved because he's back in his logical mind. But when you're in it, you're not in your rational mind. You're not thinking clearly. 
and it feels very, very real, but it is an illusion. And that guy could actually now say, oh my God, that's, that is an illusion. It was a, a real severe illusion in his mind, but it was an illusion. It wasn't real because he's now out of it and can see the reality. Yeah. When you're in it, you don't see reality. All you feel is the emotional response and the thoughts that go through your brain. And that's kind of the second example I want to give you today. So, so yeah, the girl so had I mean, a great result uh, of the anxiety and her pain went down. But this week, one of our, our, our mutual friends, yes. lovely, lovely bloke, he's been suffering for a while. And he's just, he's just dipped into a very, very deep depression. And because he feels so bad about himself, he feels so worthless. He feels like he's so useless and he feels so guilty. He doesn't feel he deserves to be here and doesn't deserve help. And so at that point, when you feel that way, if you allow yourself to be taken in by that, if you allow your, that to rule you, then then no one can help. At that point, when you say you don't want help and you deserve to suffer, which is basically what he's doing, then no one's going to be able to help you because you're letting that rule you. And I know it feels very, very real. I know because I've been there myself, so has Steve. We've both been, I've been in that place many years ago where I just wanted to leave the world and not be here anymore. Well, you said you said earlier on about the suicide thing, and yeah. I know exactly where that was, because I remember before I did the programme with the Reboot programme, I actually said to Gregory, if this doesn't work, yes, that's it, because I have literally done and tried in what, what appeared everything. Yeah. Fortunately enough, you'd done the programme, met you, and then all of a sudden things are different. But, so I know that's exactly right. what you mean. And it, and it did get to the point where it does rule you, because you just feel like you either think there is no option, there is no way out of the room. Yes, that's right. There's no There's way no out way of the room. Out. There's nothing, There's else, nothing to else to be done. The only option is to go. To go, yeah. That's the only I option. I even went and told my... God bless him. I even went and told my parents that, you know, I'm not being emotional, I'm not being a victim. I said, but I do not see a solution and I can't carry on existing feeling this way. Right. So, you know, so I, I just wanted to reinforce you know, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I know, and, and other people out there might feel that. But the good thing about it was is that there was a solution to it. Yes, there was. But when you're in it, you don't feel like there is. And, and bless him, that's where our friend is at the moment. He just he doesn't <coughs> want help. So the point of this story is that if you're in that place, don't give in to the illusion. Me and Steve have both been, been there, but we didn't give in to the illusion. Yes, we threw our toys out of the pan and went, oh my God, it's never going to happen. We're never going to get anywhere. But ultimately, we did dig deep and we found a strength inside of us to come out and, and continue and do something else. And when we did, we got the result when we found the right thing. It really is about finding the right thing. So it doesn't matter as long as it works. Yeah. You know, we talk about DTO on here and how great that is, but there are lots of things out there. It doesn't matter as long as it works. If you have tried everything and nothing's worked, then DTO often works for you. But it, there are lots of things out there that you can use to heal. Don't give up. Don't give in to the illusion that you're worthless, you're useless, you're a waste of space, you don't deserve to be here, you don't deserve to be happy, because that is all shame and guilt. That's all that is. Nothing more, nothing less than shame and guilt. And that can all be changed and switched off and you can go back to being you. Please remember that you have people in this world who love you. You have people in this world who care about you greatly. And and even if you've only got one person who cares about you greatly, that's enough. Yes. Even if you've only got one person who loves you, that is enough to keep you going and find a solution to this. And, you know, we love helping people and it saddens us sometimes when people get to that state and they just no longer want the help, when we know that if if they just come to us and do the work and put the time in, you know, we don't always get instant fast results. Sometimes it does take time with very stuck people. That 5% of people that I treat are very stuck. I treat that a lot, and it does take time, but they do gradually come out. 
and that's important. As long as you're coming out gradually or you come out, it doesn't matter how long it takes, as long as you're coming out of it, as long as you're improving all the time. And and that's just the message I want to get across today, that it can be done. Don't give in to the illusion that it's not possible because I've had clients feel that way and then brought them out of it and, and they've been okay. Yeah, and no, I think that's really, really great, uh, a great way of putting it because, you know, there is a spectrum of people with very low types of emotional problems and mental problems to the extreme which we've experienced there so yeah um so yeah well that's great that's great that's a great little uh, speech there if you want to call speech. it a speech, yeah, speech. Yeah, it's like a speech yeah. and um but i think it's really great i think it's really good that you articulate that really really well and hopefully people that are listening that do listen will connect to that or know somebody in that situation where they can help them for that so um yes hopefully yes. yeah so uh, disappointingly enough though i gotta say um we've got no alexa this week have we got? She's not here. No, unfortunately, oh. due to I mean, I know she made a, a guest appearance last week. She did. She, yes, she was very. Times. She was very vocal last very week. Vocal very, last very week. vocal. But um, misunderstood everything we said. Yeah, so she's not here today. She's out playing with the other chavs, which yep. is the uh, computer home audio voice systems. Right. Um, okay. And so, um, so yeah, so she's out with Google, Google Play, and all the other. Um, Google Home, so all the other chavs there. She's out playing. She'll be back later on today. So no Alexa this week to so anybody that was tuning disappointed in. To, 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 and was really looking forward to hearing <laughs> Alexa's input. Yeah. Sadly, she won't be with us today. She's not with us um, today. But we'll try and encourage her back next week as a guest appearance. Yes, exactly. So there you go. So how's your week been, Steve? You, uh, you said you've had some really good things. I've had a couple of... Yeah, I've had some really good things. I mean, my fortnight's been... Uh, it's been... Uh, up and down, really. I mean, I'm going to... So, just to know this, I mean, even though myself and Jonathan, we spend our whole lives trying to help... Not trying to help people, but helping people and, and nurturing people and getting them out of situations. But sometimes, even ourselves, will get situations that arise in our life that need to be dealt with. Yes, that's right. And, um, and, I, and I'm no exception. And so, um, it's been a very tough week because... Knowing knowing that my boy was going home had put me into a bit of a state of I was in a bit, I was okay but I wasn't good, um, I'm, and then I have to get I have to get up early in the morning I have to go to the airport I have to t- get on a plane I then yeah. have to fly him back to Ireland and hand him back to his mum, um, and uh, I met this absolutely stunningly gorgeous girl on the plane I just thought I'd mention that her name was Laura so hello Laura if you're listening she's absolutely lovely really took an interest in what we do blow our mind open about how the mind works she was fascinated and really good but um, so but her name was Laura. So that was triggered me because my ex is thought Laura, but uh, okay. but anyway, so you know, so handing him back and then having to do that flight home, yeah, you know, spending the day there and then having to fly the way home, and then the aftermath of that, you know, coming home to this house uh, where you're not here and no Lego on the stairs, yeah, <laughs> you right. know, and no, because yeah. Lego was everywhere on the stairs, yeah, wasn't it? I mean, it was, it was... you know, and, the, and, and all of his stuff and all of his toys, and it's gone, yeah, it's a really, it was very, it was difficult for me. So you know, I've been, I've this week, I've been struggling with that, and fortunately enough, I mean, we've done a few sessions and cleared a lot of the the the, the, the issues around that that I've experienced, you know, because it has put made me feel very depressed and very. I miss him and then you know the whole situation around it so just so you people out there know it you know we're not myself and Jonathan aren't exempt from new experience that happen that, that you know that, that affect us you speak and of yourself I'm a complete robot <laughs> I, I'm perfect in every way I'm like Mary Poppins yeah, yeah. but the male version you know no yeah. I'm not I'm joking that's not true yeah. um, no we know we, we do all have issues you know yeah, me and Steve absolutely. have problems and you know and before you know before DTO came along I couldn't resolve a lot of my issues uh, because I couldn't I didn't have the right technique to do it so Sometimes I'm working through stuff that comes up that I couldn't resolve in the past. Yeah. But what's 
Steve's been through is, is quite a normal thing when a, a couple separate. It's a normal response to go through. But the important thing is to take from this. You don't have to uh, live the with impact, that. You don't have you to don't be the impact, impact of it. it. Yeah. I mean, yes, initially you were. Yeah. And, and it well, actually caused you some did, pain, didn't it? it? It's did, actually been causing you pain. It has caused Tooth pain. pain yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, headache and shoulder pain. Yeah. And we've reduced a lot of that down uh, because it was then causing him physical pain, and that shouldn't be the case. Obviously, the emotion he went through was natural, but um, after a, a period of time, it then you then moving into a fight-and-flight state. Yeah, I mean, and ordinarily, for the, this is the first time in the four years that I've been doing it that it's really affected me. I mean, it's a bit yeah. weird. I don't know why. It's whether, whether, I've, whether it's because I've changed as a person as you well change, massively, yeah. and so it has affected me. But, yeah, and also, I mean, and, and just, you know, we talk about, we do a lot about the law of attraction and how it works and et cetera, et cetera. And we've got some workshops coming up and we're doing talks and stuff. And we've done a few podcasts on how the law of attraction works. But I've also found it's affected that this week. So there's been so certain things that I have not been able to do my normal uh, skill set of making things happen and getting these things to appear in my life has completely stopped I said I'm trying to manifest a specific person into my life I've had no I've heard nothing no. that's all died deaf not even no there's been no signs of it at all I've no, not heard anything no. for about a month now so but you know what I mean but all of these experiences with the energies will block it and so and so that that what I'm saying to you is, is that event that's happened or this whole situation has actually affected that because obviously it, it, it affects you emotionally and energetically so these things do affect you and once we switch all of this stuff off and we get back into it I'm sure that'll be happening um, and I should be back to my normal um, successful but just bear in mind this is, this is self, something really, with you that we've never really dealt with before we've never really had to deal with no. before it's, it's an, an issue that hasn't come up before no. and it's great that you're sharing this with people because people sometimes think that when we do this that everyone the person, the therapist, must be perfect. Yes, and often well, I am. But I've you, just, you, I've you, just you got are, a few issues with this around this. Yeah, you are perfect. Totally. Yeah, you're practically yeah. perfect in every way. Oh well, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't be human if I didn't get upset about handing my seven-year-old something. No, of course you wouldn't. No, like, no, of course you wouldn't. No, that's right. It's a, that's a, that's you know, it's a, it must be a difficult thing. Yeah, for well, it's you. difficult. And, um, but the important what I want to emphasise here is yes, it is a sad thing to do that, and we all do go through these things. But what a lot of people do is they get stuck in those things. It's one thing to experience the emotion like you did for a yeah. few days, but when you carry it over weeks and months and years, that's when it becomes a problem, yeah. and that's when it's unnatural, and that's what you don't do. Yeah. You don't do that. You, you you experience it, you feel it, but then you start changing it and releasing it yeah. because you recognise that it's not natural to keep carrying it. Yeah, and also... And it doesn't do you any good. It's not going to do your son any good to do that either. No, and also as well, just the whole impact, the emotional impact of it. You know, I was really angry. I was upset. Well, hang on a minute. Well, I don't want to feel like this. No. Well, this isn't, this isn't normal. I know that it's a response to something. Yes. And I also know that that response can be switched off. So it's okay to experience the fact that I'm upset about it. But... Once I've been upset about it and dealt with it and all the rest of it, I don't want to. Ca- I just don't want to carry on feeling you like that for the rest of the week, the rest like of the month. That, so I know that I know that I know. But the good thing about it is I knew what the issue is, and we've been able to address it and switch it off. So, yes. but that's anyway enough about me. Um, so I've had. Um, so outside of that, I did. I have been working, doing uh, some weekend work, um, and I don't know whether what's going on with this. But this week, um, this week, this week, I have mostly been. Um, so this week, uh, it's been quite a strange week, really, because. Uh, I seem to have had kidnappings. Okay. So You've been kidnapped personally? No, I've not been kidnapped okay. personally. Um, it's probably one of the only things in my life that hasn't happened to me. Right. But so but yeah, I've had two I've had two people this week that I've worked with. Both of them were kidnapped. Okay. 
both of them were subjected to sexual abuse and I won't obviously talk about it in detail because it's no, quite no, no, it's no. quite horrendous really what I what I got taught and that taught told um but so I had two people very very similar situations similar amount of time yeah. um the outcome was quite horrendous but these two people have had this experience happen in their late teens ish okay. right and these people are now very much so later on in life so I would imagine they've been having this for Going on for the best part of nearly nearly thirty years, both of them. Maybe it's twenty five years. Wow. I'm at thirty years, and so um, they come to see me. We were working on another issue, and they, they and what came up was this event, and basically I've been able to go into that event and switch off all of it. So right. I've switched off all of the guilt, all of the shame, all the beliefs around it, and also the other person, exactly the same thing, and instantly, instantly. Um, it's changed their life. Brilliant. So, because if you th- imagine that they formulated their whole model of relationships based on those two events. Yes. So, those two events have created belief systems and they've created a way of behaving that makes them then behave that certain way with their next relationship. So, they're very insecure. They're very controlling. They have to be in control because if they're not in control, something bad could happen. And yes. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. what ends up happening is they become very overpowering, very, very controlling, very, very insecure, very, very needy, very, very weak in, that, in those situations. And then, basically, they then act that out in their relationship. And the person, obviously... Uh, that they're in relationship with, there's only so much of that that will happen. They'll yeah. either, they've basically in the past, they've, they've sabotaged their relationship themselves or the person's gone, do you know what? I can't, I can't live with this. Yeah. And and then so, then what ends up happening is, is that then creates another trauma really because they've now just lost somebody that they probably care about, really love and yeah. adore. But their behaviour and the way they act and the way they show up in that relationship ultimately is playing out because of the insecurities and not only experiences of those of those of, of being kidnapped and, and that's just repeated over and over and over again so these these people have had a numerous succession of failed relationships and also as well funnily enough they've attracted abusive relationships yeah. because in that instance of the belief that they, they they're blaming themselves for putting themselves in that situation and they deserved it and all the rest of it what ends up happening is, is their belief is they blame themselves and they feel guilty. So what ends up happening is that they then start attracting more of that like, well, in their relationship. Vanilla, and yes. for me, I can underst- I understood that because I know from my past, um, certain relationships have a pattern or used to have a pattern. Hmm. And um, there was only one relationship, which was one I had very young, where it was my teens, love of my life, first love, love I really missed her. But that, it was after that that I had this pattern of abuse abusive relationships exactly yeah. the same yeah. that's probably why I miss her so much right? yeah. but um, but yeah so there's a pattern so I can see that pattern happening in these people so as soon as I went and switched those off and I spoke to them you know the next day oh, I mean I got a message before they got home it was like oh, I cannot believe it. I feel like a different person already Yeah. because what it's done is it's freedom from it's that freedom really from that, luck, trauma. from that trauma yeah so I had so for me Two really similar things this week. Really, really happy. Really, really successful. I know that both. I've spoken to both those people since, and I know that it's led a humongous change. Humongous, massive change. Massive change. It's, been, it's a game-changing change for them. Well, it would like, be because that would be a severely traumatic. Yeah. And I'm going to say, them two people are really brave for being able to go to it, That's tell me, and talk, share it with me. Well, not share it with me, but allow me to tell me what their experiences so I can switch it off and change it for them. 
That's fantastic. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Because and I did that. People... Each, each one was an hour, by the way. Wow. Just one hour. One hour. One hour for, for both of them. For both of them. That's yeah. There's fantastic. going to be some other bits. That... There's little bits around it, but, but the, the main, main thing, yes. Yeah. Was the, both of them was done in an hour. That's yeah. incredible because yeah. people live with memories like that and events like that their whole life, believing that 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 nothing can change it. Yeah. Believing that they'd have to live with it and cope with it and maintain it and just kind of accept it, and and it just they say it affects their whole life. Yeah. So to be able to do that for someone. In a very short space of time, just that one memory was is going to dramatically impact their lives. Yeah, absolutely. So, which sort of brings us on. Great, it's a great segue. It, is, in, it does work very well. And brings us on to today's subject. Today's subject. So, as we the, finally got there. That's brilliant. In <laughs> uh, under thirty minutes, that's fantastic. That's great. We've really got to beat that record. Yeah, about right. So, anyway, the main content of today's podcast is uh, PTSD, and for me. Um, for, just from my experience, is that since I've been doing this particular work, one of the things that I've been very, very successful at is PTSD. I just seem to have a natural knack for it. I don't know why, but I seem to do. And in all instances of this, so I had the car crash, I've had the, the all of the, you know, the, the kidnappings and all of this stuff, I've been able to do every single one in less than an hour. Yes. Which is, for me, um, when I work, and which is strange, because when I'm working on minor, I have to call it minor, but other emotional things, like beliefs about something, like I'm not good enough or worthless, it, I can't do that in an hour sometimes. It's, no, you it's, can't. It's no, that takes a bit longer. It's mad. But <laughs> no, something you'd think, but you'd, you generally think that, you know, something as big as that would take a long time. And I'm just no. going to say that in every case, I've not even able to do it for under an hour. So it's about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, for those of you who don't really know. And so um, I'm going to go and ask you, Jonathan, about the traditional viewpoint, because... They say it's caused by um, uh, experiencing a or find something traumatic. So it could be a road accident, violent assault. Uh, it could be a sexual attack, muggery, a health problem or childbirth. And generally, PTSD can develop immediately after someone experiences a disturbing event. and Or it can occur weeks or months after, depending. So um, so I just really want to go and get your uh, your perspective on this, and and maybe elaborate a little bit why that's happened and how it works, and what the potentially what the solution is. Yeah. Okay. So so traditionally, um, uh, the NHS uh, describe PTSD uh, often uh, is where someone uh, relives traumatic memories. So yeah. uh, post traumatic stress disorder is an anxiety disorder caused by very stressful, frightening, or distressing events okay. from the NHS website. And they're actually correct. That's what PTSD is basically. We've actually got a, a traditional viewpoint. viewpoint. That's right. Quite good. That's okay. <laughs> wow. most, most traditional viewpoints Incredible. I actually disagree with. Yeah. But there is a few things missing from that they don't actually understand. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to explain a few things that the, they don't understand and the missing piece yes. to it, That'd be great. which is very, very That'd important to change. Yeah. If you don't change that, you're not going to change the whole problem. And it's actually the thing that drives the whole problem in the first place. Um, so uh, the first thing is that uh, what they say is that uh, symptoms of, of, of it can be uh, flashbacks and nightmares, uh, feelings of isolation, irritability, guilt, uh, insomnia, um, I, uh, difficult to concentrate and um, it affects your day-to-day life. What they've missed off there is it can also cause phobias, it can cause addictions, yeah. uh, it can cause um, ill health, um, anything from pain, pain to yeah. autoimmune problems, and a whole host of other symptoms in there, anxiety, depression, all these sorts of things can be caused from these traumatic memories. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason why tra- some traumatic memories cause depression, why some cause anxiety, why some cause ill health, why some cause addiction, and some cause phobias. But that is unknown traditionally. 
Um, and so that confuses traditional medicine as to why that happens. And the other thing that traditional medicine say is that PTSD can come on sometimes instantly after a traumatic event, uh, the symptoms, and sometimes later, or years, years later. Yeah. And they, again, don't understand why that is. And I'm going to clarify exactly why that happens. Great. Because if you don't understand that, you can't solve it. <laughs> um, and, and it's a really big missing piece, and it's something that's very logical to understand uh, with things that I've learned over the years. Uh, so the first thing is, you know, different symptoms will occur with PTSD depending on your perception of the event. So if the event happened and you felt attacked or you felt powerless during the event, the traumatic anxiety memory... Anxiety would set in, wouldn't it? So anxiety would set in, yes. exactly. If it was a territory issue for you, you lost someone, so it was in the war, for instance, and you had a war memory and your friend was 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 shot or killed or worse, uh, and that would be a massive loss for you, that'd then that, that would create depression. Yeah. Um, if... If it was uh, something that um, uh, affected your self worth, or it affected um, uh, your uh, any uh, sorry, pardon your self worth or any other territory issue, it can then affect organs in the body, like your muscle skeletal system. It can then cause other problems on you, your ill health, digestive issues, uh, uh, all types of different illnesses that could be created with it, and then addictions and phobias and things and like psychosis that. Psychosis and stuff like uh, that. Yeah, and yeah. psychosis and, and some, you know, different things. Uh, and these all manifest depending on your perception of the shock that you go through. So depending on how you perceive it, how you take it personally. Dictates that's what the response. Dictates the response that you're, yeah. you're going through. And that is basically it, because one of the other things they don't understand is they, the NHS say that one in three people who experience traumatic memories have PTSD, and they don't understand why the other two don't have the problem. Well, the reason is they don't take it personally. So they're not making it mean something about themselves. And that's basically it. When we are have traumatic memories, we are put into a fight-and-flight system, and our fight-and-flight system is on, and our fight-and-flight system is for us, so designed to get us out of danger. But if the other two people don't go into fight-and-flight, they're not going to have the problem. If they don't think they're in danger constantly, or they don't have that fight-and-flight response, they've got to curl up or run away or fight, then they're not going to get the post-traumatic stress disorder yeah. symptoms. So that's the reason why you're going into fight-and-flight when you have when you have PTSD. Um, and different so in the moment of shock, your body goes into fight and flight. It creates the the the, the shock, the shock, which will then then have a correlation to how you perceive it, which will then automatically dictate the response to yes to to the to the, the shock. The shock. Yeah. That's right. So, for instance, you know, if 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 you go through a traumatic memory, if the symptom you start getting are things like insomnia, or loss of appetite, uh, or you start getting anxious, those symptoms are in the stress state. So that means you're in stress about it right now, and you're stressing about the memory right now. And those, why, those symptoms happen immediately after the shock. If symptoms come on a few years later, that means they're going to be more illness-based. They're going to be more depression-based, more phobia addiction-based, or actually chronic illness in the body, autoimmune, chronic pain. And that's because those symptoms are in the repair phase of the body. They're in your, your parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. And that can... can uh, hold off for years you can stay in that stress state for many years and you move to repair much later on sometimes the 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 the, the, the way you move from stress to repair is fast but often it's a slower process so that's why symptoms sometimes come on years later because those symptoms are in a different nervous system and the nervous system you go into immediately after the shock has certain ner symptoms and the second nervous system has different nervous systems yep. so when you go into your fight and flight state, that's your sympathetic nervous system, 
That's the, the, the part you go into immediately after the shock, which creates things like insomnia, anxiety, uh, digestive issues like loss of appetite, cold fingers, cold toes, constipation. It causes all types of problems like that. Whereas late, years later, once you try and resolve it and calm down and relax, months, weeks, years later, you then start getting depression, you start getting chronic pain, you start getting illnesses, and that's and phobias and addictions. Fatigue and that's as well and stuff like fatigue, that. Fatigue, yeah. uh, uh, tiredness constantly. Well, it's These just are, interesting, you know, because I remember there's this, thing, you know, there's ME. Is that would that also be? Uh, ME is, is a something different. ME is a little bit more complicated. Yeah. That that's that's not necessarily. No, I'm just using that as in terms of like in that would that could that be something to do with a uh, with a shock? Uh, ME is to do with a shock, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, that that's actually two shocks. So it's a little bit more complicated, yeah. ME. But yes, there is a for, there's a tiredness involved in the repair phase, and ME is in the repair phase, yeah, that's what and that's where tiredness kicks in. Yeah. Uh, that's a little bit more complicated, and I'm sure we'll go into that another time. Um, but in the repair phase in the in of your body, the the second nervous system, your parasympathetic nervous system, that's where we feel tired. So in the stress state, if we can't sleep, if we've had a memory hit, it's the us energetic state, and we can't sleep, like that's it. the anxious nervous state, the anxious uh, yeah. the, the uh, energetic state you say and we can't sleep later on as we calm down or come out of it and we can stay in that stress state for weeks days years months but as we do come out of it we then move into the repair state and that's when we want to sleep and we feel more tired and that's why when people have depression they just want to curl up in the bed covers and sleep because actually your body trying to repair even though it doesn't feel like repair at a time but again that's not traditionally understood with traditional medicine so that's why Different symptoms come at different times. Now, because they're in different nervous systems. And yeah. once you understand that, it makes it so simple to understand what's going on and what's caused it in the first place. Yeah. So And also how to solve it. And how to solve it, yes. Yeah. So hopefully that's dispelled a couple of myths about um, PTSD. So that explains why the symptoms come on years later. It explains why some people get PTSD and some people don't, even though they've been through traumatic memories. Yeah, I was just going to say that because... There will be a perception that depending on how bad the incident is depends on how bad that person is. But actually, it's more about the, the incident is irrelevant. It's about the perception of it. It's it? about your perception of it. That's absolutely correct. So the incident is irrelevant. In so, fact, so, all incidents are relevant. It's about how you perceive it. Yes, yeah, so I was yourself. just about to say. So if you're if you've been and and you know so if you've seen someone. Uh, in, let's say you've been in the trenches or you've been out in Iraq and did bombs and mines or whatever and you've experienced something like that someone who could have been in the back seat of a car accident could have exactly the same yes, symptoms exact same. as that person because they perceive it yes. at exactly the same level yes so it's you, not so it doesn't really it doesn't really matter what the what the incident is or the environmental thing is it's just your perception of you, what yeah, you can perceive a really small thing and it can become very traumatic in your mind and you can have a very traumatic thing happen to you and you only perceive it in a minor way. It is totally your perception and your perception is based on how you take it personally. Yeah. And uh, that comes down to your shame and your guilt uh, and whether you feel deeply ashamed and guilty about it and uh, whether you know you, you take, make it mean something about you. If you don't make it mean anything about you as much and there's not so much shame and guilt, it's not going to affect you. If you can logically see that it wasn't your fault, there's nothing you could do, um, and you can accept that, you are not going to take that as personally. But sometimes, human nature, we like to consider ourselves good people. We take on responsibilities. We feel guilty and ashamed about things which were not in our control. We had nothing to do with it. We couldn't do anything about it, and we feel dreadful about it. 
and that's what creates a problem. Yeah, because that's a really great thing, which allows me. Remember last week, I talked to you about the guy that I had from the. He was seven, and he oh, was in yes. the Civil War. Civil War, that's right. The Belgian Offensive. He was seven years old. And whilst I was clearing that trauma, that PTSD for him, yeah. he felt guilt and shame about. The fact that France and Belgium were in a civil the French Congo and the Belgian Congo were having a civil war. They're firing missiles at each other. Yep. He's in the middle of it, and he thought he was to blame. Yeah, exactly. He was seven years old. Seven years old. Now that logically to anyone listening is insanity, and we both know that. Yeah. But in that seven-year-old boy's mind, because he 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 had a shock, it then went. He took it into his brain in the wrong way, yeah. and he just created a scenario that wasn't true. Yeah. And that is actually what happens. The unconscious mind is 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 so funny the way it works sometimes and the things it believes. And you just would not believe some of the things me and Steve hear, some of the belief systems that people have, because they make no logical sense. Well, all you've got to do is look at the memes on Facebook. Well, yes, <laughs> that's you know true. I mean? yes. Some of the stuff that people some are the... posting about it, which, yeah. is, which is sad, because, uh, just, what, because people read that and will connect to that and go, yeah, I believe that. Now they've, right. now they've got something that's completely made up nonsense that's count, not good for you at all. And you're believing that and you can now have that as a belief. And so you now get stuck further. Stuck further, yeah. The, the main problem is with all the information that's out there is it just gives you another belief system that you can't change it or you're stuck in some way. And what we're trying to do is show you actually you need to switch all your belief systems off about the scenario so you can actually solve it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, that helped me and Steve get better is when we unlearned everything we learned. Uh, I had to unlearn everything I knew about therapy uh, to create the DTO system because uh, it, it's not the same as anything out there. Once I unlearned things, I started to get better. But some of my learnings in the past made it worse. Some of the things I'd been taught about therapy made the problem worse in my mind because of how I perceived it, not necessarily because there was a problem, uh, but I just perceived it incorrectly, and some of the things that you learned as well was a problem. Yeah, well, we talk about positive beliefs, positive beliefs being the problem. Positive beliefs being a massive problem. One... And those positive beliefs can also be installed at an, edu- an, educating, an education level, because if you've yes. been taught, if you've been taught uh, that this, 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 is, this is it, and this leads to this, and this leads to this, and you believe that, and that's your fundamental program that drives it, but that actually isn't really the answer. It's actually counterproductive to it and keeps you trapped in it. You're never going to find a way out because you can't see past the positive belief system. No, that's right. You, the positive belief system keeps you more stuck because you think that's doing you. That that's the positive. You actually answer have to, to unlearn it. the positive belief in order to find the solution. But that's right. That's yes. why they're very dangerous. That's why positive ones are very, uh, very, very bad for you. I, I do. You don't really want any belief in your head at all about anything. Now that's obviously a very extreme way of looking at something. But when people come to me, you know, a lot of religious people, spiritual people, healers come to me. And those are the worst people, I include myself in that and you, Steve. Yeah. We are the worst people because we've learned other belief systems that are apparently really good for us to actually mess us up further. Um, and those problems, they can create way, way more problems than you could ever possibly imagine. Uh, one of my belief systems, because I'm, I'm a therapist, was that, well, I should be perfect and I should, I should be healed of everything right now. And as we discussed earlier on, that's not life. That's not how that works. Oh, absolutely. But because I was believing that... That is actually stopping me from healing, <laughs> ironically enough. That actually blocked me from healing fully because I believed that, that, was, that I should be perfect. Yeah, but you also, and so I kept trying to be perfect. Yeah, but the other thing as well is that you end up creating a fake persona about yourself. Yes. And then you start acting and behaving in a way that you think you should rather than being your true real self. Yes. And then that causes a problem because subconsciously you know you're putting on an act and you're not really... And then all of a sudden as a therapist and you're there to help somebody and you're acting inauthentically... 
that's going to screw you because yes. <laughs> you're 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 going. I'm like this person. No, you're trying <laughs> you're to be, like, and you know you're not really. That's you're not, not really being who you are. Right. Yeah. So. And, and actually, that ties in because I spoke to a guy yesterday who you know is coming for sessions, and and he's he's struggling, and he's he's been referred to me by someone else, and it, it's taken him time to contact me, and he's had a few traumatic things happen to him, and one of the things he's been doing is just convincing people he's okay. Yeah, he's been telling people I'm okay. Yeah, but I think he's just trying to I reframe think 99% it. Ninety-nine percent of the population are doing this. Yeah, and they they do. They try. We try and tell ourselves we're okay because we don't want to deal with what's there because we don't think we can deal with so, it. So yes, and I t- and yeah, that's that's a good thing. But this is this is this is my. Can I? T- I'm going to give you my little take on it. Go on, then, go on. This is my insight into it. Is that what happens is, is when people experience something bad in their life and they get that horrible feeling. Right. So when, the, for example, your girlfriend comes in and says, I'm leaving you or you find out something's been unfair or something bad happens. Right. And you have that horrible feeling that if you've been you don't like those feelings. No. Right. So you don't like them. No. Like you hate them. But then as you go through life, you will now do anything to avoid that feeling. That's so right. Then what end up we end up doing is we teach ourselves and we learn not to feel. We're very selective in what we feel. We'll only we'll feel the good things when we're watching a TV program, but if, if the bad things come up that trigger something, well, no, we don't feel it. Or yeah. people who are feeling depressed and down and empty because they're living an inauthentic life, or they're in a relationship they don't really want to be in, but they're lying to themselves that they've got to stay there for this, that, and the other. But they've got these feelings going inside. What they do instead of being authentic and dealing with it, they they will hide it and suppress it, suppress it, suppress it, suppress it, suppress it, suppress it. And then when you speak to me, oh, well, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. Yeah, but then, right. so you know you'll go hello how are you doing today no I'm great Steve brilliant yeah 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 and you can see it in their eye they're absolutely they're in the right state and then when you say well are you sure because you know you don't look too great yeah no I'm, and they'll lie again. They'll, they'll do it again and, and, but, they, but, we, but they, we're taught not to we're taught not and to that feel. can be made worse in certain fields when you're told that bad feelings are wrong when you're taught that negative emotions are bad for you and they, they cause all sorts of problems then you try and avoid them even more <laughs> and you try and get away from them and again, that doesn't work. Bad feelings are not bad, okay? We're human. We are all supposed to experience anger, resentment, bitterness, betrayal, hurt, fear, frustration. Not as much as me, though, by the way. No, 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 not as much as Steve. Um, um, he's, he's been to enough for everybody. If some of you haven't experienced it, then I've obviously taken your share. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> Who's the bitterest man in the living room? Yeah, oh, the bitterest dear. man in... No. Um, he's... No, but, no, but that's Steve's been to a lot of fairness. Um, but there are people out there who've been to a lot of things, and we are taught... We are a special spiritual people or religious people. We're taught that bad feelings... Uh, uh, healers as well. We're taught you shouldn't experience negative you shouldn't be negative you shouldn't that, that's bad it's not bad we're allowed to feel them just not for the rest of our lives my biggest problem with that, the pe- that's the thing don't experience it the rest of your life my biggest problem that I have um, is that when people come to me and they, 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 they're in a bad place and they've tried everything they, come to, they end up coming to me because they've heard that I can switch it off and get rid of it they come around and their belief system is yes but, um, I, but I, I chose this before I come here Oh yes, that's a very good spiritual belief. Yes, I, that's what people yeah. get taught. I chose it before I, I came Yeah, here. so I decided before I come here to experience all of the stuff that I've experienced. Yes. Now that now that is a typical belief system that spiritual people are told, and there's a principle in the DTO system that is a first principle. There are five principles, but the first principle is anything you get taught that leaves you with a fear, suffering, or as a victim, ignore it, <laughs> because then you're stuck. 
So this belief actually falls into those categories. It keeps you stuck. It, yeah. it, it, it falls into the category that you're now victim to it because you can't solve it. Yes. You stay suffering. Yeah. Because you chose it. Because you chose it. Yeah. And it then creates fear because sometimes you just don't think you're going to get out of it. Yeah. Now, I totally understand why people are told this. And, and that's okay, but it just keeps people stuck. Yeah. And I've treated people with this belief system and cleared it and got them better. Yeah. So what was really true? Was it really, really true that happened or was well, it Well, they might not say true? they chose it at that point to then... To yeah. Then. So be careful. What you, what you believe will be your reality. Yes. And that belief is just keeping it in place. Yeah. Um, a bit like what we covered last week about if, uh, you know, in uh, if uh, Mercury goes into retrograde, you're going to make bad decisions. Well, that's and right, And if yes. you've got Saturn in the eighth house, it's going to suppress and yeah. blah, 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 blah. So I, I actually personally don't believe we are meant to suffer in this world. No. We suffer based on human belief systems. We suffer based on... Emotional responses. Emotional responses, yeah. triggers, traumas. And those are long. And we suffer based on fear. There's a lot of fear in the world. And we, we are in in a world where a lot of fear is being imposed upon us. Yeah. And that fear makes us suffer even more. Yeah. And that's all a complete illusion. It's complete nonsense. And I just don't believe in suffering. Mm. Uh, I think that's a good belief, uh, that I don't believe in suffering. Because yeah. it's actually got me out of suffering and got loads of people out of suffering. Yes, absolutely. And it's got people out of suffering who, who believe they had to suffer or couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. So I actually think believe not believing in suffering is a good thing because it actually allows me to get people better. But when you believe that you should suffer in this world and you have to for some reason, well, you just end up suffering and you end, you end up, up being the victim and you have a victim, a victim mindset. mindset and, then, you, and you just end up not enjoying your world. And we well, don't want that for you because we know it's not true, but we do understand that you believe that's true. But, but the victim will leave you being feeling very alone and feeling very powerless as well. Yeah, and, and know, when you feel a... very alone, that makes things even worse, yeah. and you just go around in circles. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there's a lot of belief systems out there that people are taught and it just actually don't work for them. So if you do have a belief that's something like that, ask yourself, does it work for you? Really, does it work for you? Does it make you feel happy, joyful, wonderful, and peaceful yeah. to think about that? Does it make you feel mentally clear and focused? Yeah. Does it make you feel genuinely physically strong and energised? Does it make you feel genuinely safe and secure? Does it make you feel genuinely spiritually grounded and connected? And does it make sure that yourself and everyone around you is loving, warm, kind and friendly? If it doesn't work on those levels, all of those levels, at the same time, at 100%, well, 98%, given the example of Greece and things in life, then it's not working for you and stop believing it because it's not working for you. You just never asked a question. Um, so, so those are kind of the blocks that people have, yeah. And those are kind of the blocks that we come across, and some of the weird belief systems that people have. Yeah, but this is the, but, but this also, but it all comes to the PTSD as well because actually, the those belief systems that these these this thing is so bad that's happened to them that it's that it's beyond repair. They're so badly damaged. Yes, and which is which is which is theoretically isn't because I know from my own personal experiences of the people that I've been able to completely heal in less than an hour from really bad things. Yeah. And so, okay, in some cases, the longer it's been and gone on, it might take a little bit longer. But um, but again, it's the belief that they can't, it can't be solved. It's the belief that they yeah. have to suffer, the belief that you know they can't be healed. And it, the, the trauma's so bad, it's ingrained and imprinted into their soul and they're stuck right. with it. And it's, that's not true. It, even before I used DTO, I used other techniques and I had a lady come to me and she had three miscarriages. And, you know, she was, she'd since had two beautiful children, but before that she had three miscarriages, and now it was being triggered over and over again. She couldn't stop crying. Yeah. Went to the doctors, gave her antidepressants, that didn't work. 
And those three say, miscarriages... Those doctors are very, very good at sort of helping you out these days. They're brilliant. They just provide, provide pills. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, they didn't work. They didn't help her at all. She came to me very sceptical. I used a technique I was using at the time, which I was tapping. And within a, about eight weeks, we cleared all of the miscarriages. She was feeling much better and happier. And she's been great ever since. And another lady at the time, you know, when I first started working, she predicted her boyfriend's death. Um, she was dating someone. They worked in the same place. She had a, a, a psychic mem uh, image and saw her boyfriend die in a motorcycle accident. And then a couple of hours later, she got she couldn't get hold of him. A couple of hours later, got a call and he died in a motorcycle accident. And she was completely traumatised by this. And she couldn't drive down the road to work, where she had to go to work. She couldn't sit on the bench they sat on every day. And within uh, a few weeks, and certainly one hour, of working on that road, driving down the road, we was able to get a drive down that road with no response about yeah. it. And she was able to sit on the bench, and, and she's later moved, since moved on and got married, and she's happy now. But that that would have trauma, that was a post traumatic stress disorder type thing, and so was the miscarriage thing. Yeah. That's the type of thing that happens. But one thing that is never really mentioned with post traumatic stress disorder or with traumatic memories that is actually the biggest problem that I want to cover. This is the missing piece that DTO does very well above over any other technique I've ever seen. And it gets rid of the main problem with PTSD. The main two problems with PTSD are the images yes. and the sounds yes, created in that memory. So for uh, this lady, it was the image of seeing her partner die. Well, the guy, the, the guy, the young lad, he heard the missiles and heard the he explosions. Heard the missiles. So I managed to switch that. That's right. One of my clients, you know, she when she was younger, her dad made her watch war movies. And these war movies, so all she heard was bombs going off. And Now, she was never in a war, but this alone traumatised her. So we just switched off all those images and sounds. And that is really key in solving PTSD, because there will be an image or a sound somewhere in your system that you keep playing unconsciously in your mind. And DTO can switch that off very quickly. You don't have to find the emotions under it. You can just literally switch off the image and sound so it no longer plays, and it plays something else entirely. And I've done this lots of people, I know you have as well, and we've done it over and over and over again. Yep. And we can even teach you to do that bit of it. That yep. bit is so simple, anyone can do that bit of yep. it. Um, uh, and these images and sounds trigger the response in your brain because they're constantly there. And though once you switch those off, then the PTSD reduces greatly. But this is not talked about in traditional PTSD online resources or therapies because they, they don't think you can change the image and sound. They think it's implants in your memory it's going to be there forever and you have to just deal with it and cope with it but this is what traumatizes firemen police officers uh military military uh nurses doctors because yes. they're seeing and hearing things they don't want to be seeing and hearing and they're doing all doing a fantastic job and they're being traumatized by these in images some and cases sounds. well i mean i come from a family of background anyway both my father and my brother are in the fire service yeah and so i hear firsthand yeah. All of the problems, and many people end up not being able to go back to work because of it. Yeah. Now that's costing the state millions and millions of millions, right? Really? Yeah. Right. So, so and I know money. that I know. Give them, give them to me for two hours. Yep. The chances are I'll probably have to get rid of that. It was they will then have to go back to their job. Their lives have improved, and it's saving the and their relationships improved. Because everything it affects their relationship. Everything, everything um, improves, and you know, and as well as you, you know, as well as I know that we'll we'd end up saving the the state. Millions and millions and millions and millions of pounds in pensions and payoffs and all the rest of it. Yeah, um, my one of my one of my friends knows someone who was a fireman and he had a traumatic event happen. I don't know him personally; it was a secondhand story. Yeah, and he just couldn't cope with what happened in the fire brigade. 
Uh, it, it ruined his job, it ruined his relationship with his wife when they separated because these memories, these images and sounds in his brain were just mess stopping him being him and he couldn't function in life anymore. And so he would then go out and search for other things to try and make him feel better, but that didn't include his wife or his job. It just, it just made everything worse. Yeah. So he then started behaving in a way that wasn't who he was. So his wife no longer knew who he was anymore. His personality changed. Yeah. And that's what happens. With these images and sounds and these traumatic memories, your personality changes and you almost become a different person. And this can actually happen with non-traumatic memories. It can change your personality. I was about to say, because I've, I know that I went through a period where I went through some really bad shit and I did change for yes. the worse. Yep. Luckily enough, now I'm back to where I was before any of that. But yep. so I know that I can categorically yep. say that sort of change. So, so yeah, your personality it can change with yeah, a non-traumatic man. But this is the biggest problem. If 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 you know it's your personality changing, but often people don't who are in it don't know your behaviours or your behaviours are changing, yeah. or you know someone's behaviours changing, it's because they've had a, a shock, uh, a youthy moment, or traumatic memory, or something has upset them and hurt them, and it's altered their personality. They haven't just changed randomly. So they might suddenly become addicted to something or might have a phobia or they might suddenly start playing around or, you know, cheating or they might start, uh, you know, not being late for work or drinking or their personality completely changes from who you know they were. Yeah, I must start getting really angry and short and frustrated. Frustrated with people, yeah. And and, and that's what happened to me. Not being the nice person they used to be or the calm person they used to be. It can affect you in multiple, multiple ways. And a lot lot of traumatic memories do this, especially when there's images and sounds because... The image and sound is playing in your unconscious constantly. If you imagine having a record on and that record playing over and over again, people have always experienced it when you can't get a song out of your head, right? And you get hear a song on the radio and all of a sudden it's in your head constantly. Imagine if that's a song you hated and it played in your head every single day. That is basically... Like Westlife. Billa. All right, Essex Radio. Yeah, drove me mad. It drove you mad. I had to get that, it took you four weeks to switch that off. Yeah, that's... that's well, that's... that's <laughs> no, Westlife that, that, no, They've got a couple of good tracks. I, I like Westlife. That's fine. Westlife are quite good. Um, but um, it, it, it's... it's it, 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 those sort of things. Songs can get stuck in your head as well. You know, uh, when relationships break up, if you had a favourite song... All of a sudden, you hear that song everywhere on the radio, and it's now become a negative thing. And that song then triggers all these memories. It was our song. It was our song. We loved each other so much. I know, I shouldn't mock it because I know going back to, like, I've still got a song from when I was in my teens, but, you know, I still think about that. I still think about that person. As soon as you remember that song, it triggers the memories. But that song can be switched off so you no longer, when you hear the song, you no longer think about that memory because that's just a trigger. It shouldn't actually be there. That's a, a, a minor, more of a minor thing, but it can upset people and hurt people. I remember, you know, every time I'd walk past a Greg's Baker's, it would, I'd see that see Greg's the image, yeah. and it would trigger me to a past love. Can I? Can I? I was on holiday. Yeah. With my mum. Yeah. This was this year. Oh, this this year. This, this just gone. Right, holiday. Just gone. I've been in Spain. Right. We're sitting in the uh, bar after you know you have the entertainment thing in the hotel. Oh, in the yeah, hotel. Yeah, sitting yeah, in yeah. the bar, we're having our uh, having our. Uh, I was drinking my lemon fanta. Right. My mum was having her vodka and whatever it was. And all of a sudden, there's this um, there's this the this opera singer, the blind opera singer. I can't think. I know his name. I can't think of his flipping name now. But anyway, yeah. um, the song the song comes on. All of a sudden, my mum just starts bursting into tears. Right. Whoa, 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 mum, what's going on? So anyway, she goes, "Oh, it reminds me of this and this and this." Yep. So, so the song that she heard, she goes, oh, I don't know why, but um, every time I hear this um, song, it makes me cry. And, yeah. and so I said, all right, okay, let's go here, right? It's like quarter to 12 at night. Anyway, I found it, switched it off. Next night, song comes on, didn't cry at all. Brilliant. 
fantastic. But so, it was associated. It was associated to the memory that every time she heard it, it made her cry. So I just found it, went in to find out what it was, and switched off. Great. So uh, although that was a, that was a small mom. thing, yeah. Uh, but no, that but I'm just used for the song. For, no, yeah. that's right. It's songs are very. They create emotionless and they're very emotive. Well, it reminded her of a song us. at a funeral. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. So all all these things trigger us. And although that was a small thing, technically, the grand scheme of things, it was upsetting your mum. Uh, but the, if they become very severe, then they create lots of problems in the brain. If you hear guns going off or you've seen dead bodies or you've seen worse than that, yeah. they then create lots of problems. And that is the biggest problem with PTSD. When you have PTSD, it's the image and sounds. Yeah, and I've never really found a technique to switch the image and sound off as well as DTO does. I haven't failed with it, man. There are, no, it works every time. There are techniques out that reduce the image and sound, but I've never known anything to really switch it off completely. I'm not saying there aren't out there, I just don't know of them. DTO works great for that, and it's such a simple thing, you can learn to do that yourself, just that bit alone. You don't actually need me or Steve or another therapist to do that. You can do that yourself really easily once you learn the basic DTO process. And that will greatly reduce your PTSD symptoms right down. Um, so that is the missing piece that no one really talks about when it comes to PTSD, but very, very important. And if you, even if you've not got PTSD, you've probably got an image or a sound that is a problem in your life. It might be something like a song. In well, Steve's I mean, I've, or, had, I've had one for a few months, actually, and it was when I saw Jordan Henderson lifting the Champions League Cup uh, back in June. That traumatised right, me. Right, that traumatised you quite a bit, I was very it? unhappy about the result of that, um, right, having great. lost it. But, um, so, yeah, it's took me a few weeks so, to switch that off. So there are some things we can't resolve, folks. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and insanity is one of them. Um, but, so, but, no, I'll switch that off to Steve later. Um, but, no, if you've got... <laughs> if you've got devastating, the worst dead, he, night of my life. It's the I, worst game of football ever. Podcast right now, and I'm going to clear Steve because we'll somebody be else <laughs> kicked a ball into a net oh. and won a trophy. Yeah. Uh, it's very traumatic for Steve. But yeah, so but, images, but the images here. Yeah, but yeah, images note. and sounds. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, I'd be the same if if one of my favourite shows got cancelled. Fair enough, so that's fine. So um, images and sounds are very important, but. Anyone listening? I bet you were devastated with Jeremy Carl got taken off there. Oh, I was totally <laughs> devastated. Yes, absolutely dreadful about that. Um, but actually, you know what? I do feel for Jeremy Carl because he's probably really upset and, and uh, hurting over that. And that is, you know, that's something that can be switched off. That's not something that he should go through. Bless him. Um, and all of these things that happen to us, uh, usually there is an image and sound involved. Even if it's not PTSD, usually there is something that we've heard or seen that lodges in our mind. It might be your dad criticising you when you're yeah. younger. It might be your dad or your mum waving their finger at you that stays in your mind, but those are images and sounds that you then play unconsciously when you go to do something. And there is an emotion attached to that. So you, even though you're seeing the image or hearing the sound, yep. that actually triggers those negative that's right. Really bad feelings that are going on, and yes. you want to. You won't know why you're all of a sudden you're feeling those things, but it's an unconscious connection to the image that then triggers the emotion. Yeah, that's right. And because sometimes they're really, really subtle, yeah. uh, and sometimes they're they're obvious, but we don't always connect exactly where it comes from. Yeah. But you don't need to with them. You don't need to know where it comes from. You can switch the image and sound off without having to find out where it comes from yeah. or why it's there. That's not relevant. It doesn't matter. You can just switch it off so that when you see or hear that thing again. You no longer respond just like Steve's mum didn't respond to the song. And she could hear the song, she enjoyed the song, but she no longer had the response because it didn't trigger the past memory, which is the way it really should be. We shouldn't be triggered by these images and sounds. 
Uh, so if you are, if you are suffering PTSD, that's one of the first things you need to switch off. Or if you're just listening to this and you have other images and sounds that you know are there, your dad telling you off, your school teacher pointing at you, you know, anything, or the favourite song from a relationship, you can switch those things off with the DTO system and, and get back to, to, to being you without running all those, those programmes. And those images and sounds often drive phobias, addictions, and the behaviours. Yeah. Um, so, that, so I, I think, think that's covered it pretty much. I think that's, we've done a great job with that, actually, mate. I think yeah. it's been a really informative podcast. I think you hopefully everyone's really got great something stuff. out of that. Um, yeah. Obviously, the three important things are obviously the images and sounds, uh, the reason why symptoms occur immediately afterwards and later on. That's based on the nervous system. Yes. And the reason why some people respond to it and other people don't. Yes. Based on the way, that. again, you've perceived it and you've taken it personally and gone into fight and flight. And more importantly, if you have got it. You can solve it. You can solve You're it. You're not right. having to don't be stuck live with it. it. Yeah, don't, don't, live with don't it. let it ruin your life. You can change it. You know, we, we find it really sad that a fireman or a police officer will quit because they often love their job. Yeah. They really do. You have you can't go into that job if you don't love it. Yeah. And or oh, even people in the military that have been out and yeah. done whatever, whatever they've done out there, that whatever their experiences, and we know that that. That, that that isn't who they are and it can be solved right. and there's I'd imagine I'd hate to think how many people out there are suffering I want to say unnecessarily but unnecessarily because there yes. is a solution to it now but and, you know and what is very very sad is a lot of those people they put their life on the line for other people or our country and then when they have a problem they get they, thrown on the they, crap they just get passed aside yeah. just passed aside sent to a yeah. therapy that doesn't really change anything yeah. and then they're not wanted and not useful anymore yeah. and that is really really sad um, and we know you talk about self-worth issues if you ded- just dedicate your life to the army or yeah. the military or the police force or the fire oh, brigade okay. or the uh, medical services and you've done all this good in the world and all of a sudden something happens in your life and all of a sudden you now become redundant in a way of like not being able to do your job and yeah. those people that you've dedicated your service to go well you're no use to us now so uh, you better you better go and we're going to have to sign you off yes. and then once you're signed off that's it you're done that's with so many homeless people from the military I mean it's disgusting behaviour yes totally. Um, totally disgusting when it can be solved when it can be solved yes, yes. exactly and, and we do understand traditionally we don't, they don't believe that and that's fine but I wish traditional medicine would just go wait a minute is there a way to solve this mm. when people come up with an answer you know they should look into solving it not just maintain and cope with it, and it can be solved. And, and it is sad to see these people cast aside when you are still, if you are suffering PTSD, you are still a valued member of society. You still have people in your life who love you, as I said earlier on, and uh, uh, you, you don't need to feel that way any longer, yeah. and you can move forward with your life. You just need the trauma switched off. So please, please, if, if you are suffering, get in touch. And, and we would love to help you. And get how that. to get in touch ultimately. So, first and foremost, you can get in touch with Jonathan at, uh, and myself on our website, which is www.inside-outeffect.co.uk. On there, you'll find our details, our contact details. You can contact us there. We've got our amazingly brilliant, stupendous uh, Facebook page now, yes. which went live last week. Yeah. Um, you can also email us directly at uh, inside out at gmail inside out effect at gmail com. Yeah. So that's another alternative route to get in touch with us. And there's our own personal websites uh, healingthemind.co.uk or Jonathan's, which is decodingpain.com. 
Um, is there any other way they can get in touch with us? I think LinkedIn. that's enough. Right, I think, I think that's enough. On, I mean, you can't overwhelm them. Yeah, They're going to have to switch <laughs> off all the things we told them now yeah. of ways to contact us because it's just yeah. overwhelmed. Yeah, we have so a business if you card. are overwhelmed <laughs> by how many ways there are to contact us, then please contact us so we can switch that off. That's just I'm feeling alone. Um, I, feel, yeah, I feel yeah, all lonely. I, I, need, I need some company in my life. I need some company in my life. So I'm going to give if I give them as many ways of contacting us, then. There's, that, there's no excuse. There's no excuse there's for no not excuse. contacting us. Even if it's just to say how much you Solve love us. Solve my loneliness That'd problem. That would be great. Yes, that's yeah. great. Great. So um, anyway, so you know how to get in contact with us. Um, yeah. And so we will going. We, we will going. We will going. Yeah. Where will we be going? We will be going to do another podcast in the next week. Yes. Um, now, um, we haven't actually even spoken about what it is we're no, going to do. No, we have not do. talked about that. This We normally do talk about it before yeah, the so Should we discuss it live? Or should we just... Discuss it live? Leave it open. Well, I'll tell you what. In, in, what we'll do actually this time, we've got an idea. Open it up. We'll open it up. We'll leave it for a few days. Go to our Facebook page. Yes. And post a comment on what you would like us to talk about. What problem would you like us to solve? Um, don't go into details. Don't personal. Just state what you'd yeah. like us to talk about. And it's the label, specific. the <laughs> label you may be having, yeah, yeah, and that's another problem we talked about. It's a big, on. big, big There's problem. There's so many labels out there. Emotional personality disorder. Doctors um, and traditional are just putting labels on things. Ultimately, you're just going through emotional responses. Yeah, you don't need to label it with everything. You just need yeah. to find out what the problem is and resolve it. Yeah, and I, I, to, I do understand, but it, it does leave people stuck. And a lot of people I speak to hate labels. Yeah, you know, labels are great in your clothes. Yeah, apart from that, you don't really need them. Um, so, so we don't. So don't right. get too. So how am I going to distinguish my spaghetti bolognese from my chili then if I haven't got him labelled? Well, that is so okay. Like, right. Come on, man! You need them more your, than clothes. You need them in your food and your clothes. <laughs> okay. All right, and and on your coffee. <laughs> Otherwise, you could mix up Maxwell House <laughs> with gravy granules, yeah. as Del Boy did in Only Fools and Horses, which was a very very funny sketch. Yeah. If you've not seen it, if you're abroad somewhere, don't worry about it. But. But yes, uh, go to our Facebook group and post a comment and go what you'd like us to talk about. And we will, we're not doing it till next week. Yes. So you've got a few days before we start planning it out because we spend weeks, hours, days planning our podcast, don't we, Steve? Yes, absolutely. Totally, yeah. We we, we up late nights thinking the best thing to say. No, we don't really. Um, but, but post on the Facebook page what you'd like us to cover and we will start covering more of these. Yeah. We, have, we have so much information and things we're going to cover and we know what we want to cover. <laughs> but... If you have something specific, we will. If we know how to solve it, how we've done it, or or we've experienced it ourselves, we will explain. Yeah, and I think that. what it is is that the other thing as well. It's weird, like you know, we do, what we don't want to do is come across as preaching our our stuff onto you. This no. is more about us sharing our knowledge and our information about solving problems. And yep. so we are doing it very generically. We're doing it in a way where we think we can get to help as many people as possible, but. There's going to be things that we think are pertinent and that's going on in individuals or people on a on a, on a bigger scale that we're missing out. So yes. I think it'd be really great if you guys could uh, go onto our Facebook page, uh, give us um, a suggestion of what it is you'd like us to cover, and then we will uh, cover that. Um, yeah. We know whoever's got the most votes or whatever, or, yeah, or whatever the most the most, most pertinent, the one that we think that we could, that, that's that's you know ideal. But so don't be scared, don't be shy. Uh, and uh, go on Facebook and uh, give us give us our next topic. Yeah, that'd be great, fantastic. If you could do that, that'd be great. And as we said, you know, we on this podcast we're sharing inf- the best information about it, so you can understand it better. You know, tragically we can't reach through the microphone and and heal it for you on the microphone because everyone has their own beliefs and traumas. Um, but we can give you the best advice 
on what you need to do to solve it so you have the right information. Because that's the first stop. If you don't have the right information, you don't know what to do to solve it. You end up going around circles. Yeah, well, it's a bit like saying, you know, it's a bit like having a, uh, having a uh, using a screwdriver to do your washing up. Exactly. Yeah, do you not do that? I stopped it last year when I switched off my oh. washing up phobia. Well, I'm still doing that. That's... <laughs> I used a spanner last week <laughs> to clean the plates. I'm not, I didn't know that was a problem. Okay, I better change that. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> it's getting a bit uh, silly now. Yeah, I, I, best, I, best, I better stop using the uh, the dishcloth to change my engine oil. Yeah, but that's what we're right. doing. That's, what, that's basically what people do, yes. So, post uh, anything on the Facebook page. Not anything. Post what you'd like us to talk about, and we'll cover that in the next podcast. And... Uh, I think we'll leave that there. I think that's been a really yeah. Good go podcast. to our also yeah. We've got loads of events coming up and talks coming up. If you're in the local area of London or in the home counties, we are doing some law of attraction events. We have also going to be putting on a four day workshop, which is all about law of attraction and basically how to. We're going to be teaching the DTO system. We're going to be. I'll be teaching you in detail the the techniques of making it work for you, and we'll also be teaching you how to clear the blocks that stop you from attracting and amongst lots of other stuff with that. We'll but teach you the detailed process to clear your past memories that are blocking it, the yeah. guilts and shames, the sabotage, uh, all, all of the things that are blocking law attraction from working yeah. and then the techniques Absolutely. that Steve teaches you to then get it to, to, to manifest it in your life. And a little bit of science about it as well to sort of substantiate it. But there's a, an event page on that inside out, inside hyphenouteffect.co.uk website. Other than that, I think we're going to stop waffling now because we're waffling far too much. Yes. And so I'm going to say uh, ciao for now. Uh, have a great week and I look forward to speaking to you and from you, Jonathan. Take care, everyone. Have a great week and we look forward to uh, seeing what you, your post on Facebook. Great. ta